doesn't particularly matter. So uh, welcome everyone. Um, welcome to another episode of the Spirit Channel. I am your host, the Zenith, as always. I'm very delighted to have a very interesting person joining me for this episode. This is Neil Elliott. Um, and Neil is an author. He is an author and his new book, The Higher Road, is out now. It is a seven-step process to inner peace, joy, love, abundance, and prosperity. And I think the subtitle of that is Cleanse Your Consciousness to Cleanse Your Ego and Ascend Spiritually. Quite a catching title. Um, I would imagine that anyone who's kind of looking along this process well would be drawn to that you know because as you said it's a seven step process um and it does all these things so um sounds very interesting yeah yeah thank you and uh you know i'm it's a pleasure to be here today zenith so uh i know it's evening for you or late at night for me but or you but it's afternoon for me so <laughs> no i think when you look at the pictures you can probably think the opposite is true because i'm in a, a brighter environment but anyway yes look at this is kind of we were just chatting before the um before we went live here and you know this interview has been quite a long while i think he first contacted me a number of months ago but for one reason or another it just hasn't happened until now so um, it really has been thing, and I, as I said, you seem to be an interesting guy for reasons that we're going to get into because you approach spirituality in a slightly different way from you know a lot of guests and a lot of other people. So I'm hoping that there will be people that are attracted to this and you know can can readily identify with your um, approach to this. So I'm just kind of wondering, you know, because as you mentioned yourself, you know, and. Um, like everyone, everyone has to have a starting point somewhere in their journey. I, I'm like you, I was never born like this here. I had a, an awakening of such, um, and it wasn't unfortunately, no one said it was going to be a year, but um, certainly for me, you know, that first year was was, was crucial for me. And I guess, um, unfortunately, I never had a process to follow. I think it might have been easier if I had a process that I could have or someone would have said this year, but I just kind of had to rely on someone who was helping me at the time and then kind of find my own kind of way. But um, so uh, a bit like you, I, I've been through so much, um, so much that has taken me to the pro this process, but now I can look at it in a completely different way and, you know, utilize those experiences to, to help me grow and, you know, share my, my experiences a bit like you. So... If you wouldn't mind, um, Neil, um, just give us a little bit of your background, where you've come from, because obviously you're 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 an engineer as well. So what I'm trying to get at, um, that Neil kind of has a bit of a scientific approach to this here, or he blends science science with spirituality. So just a little bit of background, whatever you're comfortable talking about with Neil. Yeah, yeah, and I'll and I'll keep it short for everybody, just so it won't bore them to death. Uh, so give you context. <laughs> so born in 1960. So I'm currently 62 years old and uh, live, lived in Canada my entire life, just south of Vancouver. I've lived across Canada, but I've traveled the world. And uh, second marriage, three kids, uh, five grandchildren, and they're all Texans. And I'm a professional engineer with a master's of business administration. And um, I've worked in the hydroelectric industry for over 30 years. 
as an engineer and as a project manager. Uh, in the 90s, so I'd be in my 30s, I wanted to, you know, kind of be more uh, inclusive in terms of how I thought and be able to uh, accept other people's opinions and ideas and things like that. So, you know, that's when positive thinking came out. So um, I picked up books like Napoleon Hill and Tony Robbins and uh, Wayne Dyer, Carolyn Mice, those kinds of books. And I studied them and they're all great authors and they all had great processes. And I certainly learned a bunch of stuff, but I couldn't fundamentally change how I thought. Uh, you know, we, as we grow, we program our subconscious mind and, and uh, each of us knows what's right, what's wrong, what's good, what's bad, what's true, what's false. And so even though outwardly I could be more uh, accepting of other people's ideas and thoughts, I never really could fundamentally change how I thought or necessarily agree with them. And uh, in 2002, I went into consulting. And when you're in consulting, life becomes about work. If you don't work, you don't get paid. You take vacation, you don't get paid. You get sick, you don't get paid. So for me anyway, life became about work, 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 pleasing clients. Because if you don't deliver and you don't please clients, you don't get repeat work. And so, was this, um, sorry, was this when you ran your own business? Was this part of this? Yes, yeah. So I started my own business in two thousand and two. Um, so uh, yeah, I was employed before that, uh, and then I started my own business in two thousand two. Okay. And um, between two thousand two and twenty fifteen, I slowly drove myself into this really deep and dark, despondent uh, depression. And uh, we're all great actors in our environment. We all can wear this facade and we can project whatever we want to family, friends, and clients. And so no one knew I was there. My family didn't know I was there. My wife didn't know. But I was really, I was finished with life. I was, you know, what's the purpose? I work hard. I make a lot of money. I spend a lot of money. I couldn't seem to get ahead. Uh, when I traveled to Europe, I love going to Europe. When I traveled to Europe, you know, I was, I was really happy and, and it was fun and joyful and, you know, go visit museums and look at all the architecture and stuff like that. But, um, you know, day-to-day -day life was just a misery. And uh, so I picked up newly issued spiritual books and some science books and I went through this process like I did in the 90s. And, I, and you know, new spiritual teachings and new processes and new information. But again... I couldn't fundamentally get at this subconscious programming. And uh, our house had been on the market for five years. Uh, it finally sold. And in November 2017, my wife jumped on a plane to go to Toronto, Ontario, Canada to visit family and friends. And I sat down at this little one-bedroom rental kitchen table in an apartment in the city. And a craft plan and crafted my suicide note. And the, the suicide I planned out for about three months uh, to ensure that my wife would be financially okay and that I could say goodbye to loved ones and friends without them knowing what I was going to do. Coincidentally, and it's not coincidental, I can say that in retrospect now, but coincidentally and fortuitously, this information uh, came to me about a week prior to me sitting down to craft my suicide note. And I promised to liberate my thinking if I followed it. So... I finished out my suicide note. I had it all planned out. I put it away and I said, okay, well, I'll push out my suicide from three months to a little further. 
I'll study this material. If it makes a difference, great. And if it doesn't, I can always pull the trigger. And I was looking for any little sliver of hope to kind of keep going, right? And um, I had this little nag, even though I'm not Christian, I grew up agnostic, this little nagging doubt that if I committed suicide, I'd end up in this bad place. So um, anyway, I studied this material. And a year, almost a year to the day, uh, I woke up. My depression was totally gone. I was full of this inner peace and love and joy. And I felt totally prosperous and abundant. And 13 months later, so the end of December 2018, um, I went into two meditations where the spiritual energy flowed in through my head and it uh, filled my body. And then it just enveloped me and cradled me in this unconditional love. And it's a unconditional love. We don't have the human language to even describe, yeah. but it, it was just so beautiful and so amazing and so comforting and i felt non-judged and i didn't care what aches and pains my body had and i didn't you know care about what anybody had done to me in the past or what i perceived anybody had done to me in the past i didn't care about what i had done i just i just wanted to stay there forever and i came out of that meditation and uh two days later i had the exact same meditation and at that point, I knew that the new knowledge I learned and the process I followed was our truth, was an absolute truth. And, um, and at that point, then I just wanted to share it with everybody. And I thought, okay, well, you know, get on the rooftops and I'll share this. And I thought, you know, conceptually thinking that and thinking I'm going to be looked at like an idiot, so I won't do that. And uh, it took me a couple of years. And over those couple of years, you know, this has been a... a ever evolving and deepening spiritual awakening and uh, new knowledge and uh, new information coming to me as I uh, evolve through this process. And a couple, it took me a couple of years to figure out the best way to do this, write a book. So it took me about a year to write the book. Um, as you said, the, the book's title is A Higher Road. And um, what I do is in that book, I share this journey that I went through. So the book is in five parts. So the first is part one is really kind of an overview of what you're going to learn. Part two is this really candid memoir that uses my life. And I'm very private, but I thought it was important to be candid. So I wrote my memoir and I use very candid examples of the patterns of thinking and feeling that I adopted that created every event and every experience that came into my life and eventually took me to this point of suicide. And we all do this, um, but we do it unknowingly and ignorantly and, uh, you know, kind of, we just don't know we're doing it because we don't understand the mechanics of the universe and how and why we manifest these things into our lives. And, um, Part three of the book is a chapter in uh, consciousness and um, and uh, also some scientific material that, uh, that I followed. So I'm just laying out exactly the process I went through um, that brought me to this awakening and, and this new state of being. And um, part four of the book is, uh, I call them truths, so I unveil... Uh, truths that I learned and uh, provide links to some of the information that I use, well, all the information I used. And in part five of the book, I is uh, 
my experience as I kind of traversed these, as I went through these seven steps. And uh, so my recommended way to read A Higher Road is read it from cover to cover, understand the process in its entirety. If it resonates with you and it makes sense, go back and start with either some of the science material or start directly with step one. And um, if it doesn't make sense to you, that's okay. There's no right or wrong. There's no good or bad. Um, If you've bought a print copy of the book uh, in hardcover or paperback, I ask, you know, uh, I either keep it on the shelf to read it, you know, 5, 10, 15 years in the future because it may make a difference to you then. Or um, just, you know, pass it on to somebody else without colorful commentary and let them discover for themselves whether this process works for them. And if it does, I can tell you it might be the greatest gift that you give anybody in the world because it can totally transform their life. Yeah, I'm just, I'm going to, I have to do an eye drop every now and then. So I'm just going to do that right now while you're talking. It gives me a chance then just to riff on what you were saying. And I think when we have that awakening and I can really understand that feeling of that unconditional love. And I have the exact same words as you do that we have never felt a love like this because our love that we offer and feel on this planet, whether we like it or not, I agree with it, comes with conditions. And what that means is that, you know, you love your wife, you love your kids, um, they love you in the exact same way, but sometimes harsh words are spoken, sometimes feelings come into it. And even if it's just for a second or two or a minute or two, whatever the case may be, sometimes that love is just slightly diminished. You know, it's just gone for that. And I think that the love that we feel from these higher realms, from these higher beings is, is in such a way that there's nothing that we can do would ever, you know, change that love for us for a second. And I think that's my definition of unconditional love. And when I felt it, I didn't understand what it was because I'd never felt anything like that. But when it was explained to me, uh, it was someone put a rocket on me. And you're right. People could have said the most horrible, nasty things that they wanted about me. And that wouldn't have changed anything. It's just this feeling of bliss, of unconditional love, of protection, of... It, it, as you said, transcends words. It really does. And when you feel that, it's a natural thing to, to want to share that because it's it's like you're coming alive for the first time in your life. You've you've the, it's like uh, Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz. You know, it's the world isn't monochrome anymore. It's filled with color, and you just want everyone to experience that. So it's it's really interesting. I, I can understand that. And as you rightly say, you know. Um, unfortunately because we're not accustomed to the feelings and because we're not accustomed to opening up about this sort of stuff we walk around with masks on all the time we portray aspects of ourselves to other people and it's not quite how we are inside and i think that what you're trying to do is through your through your book and through what you're talking about is tell people that there's a different way a different way of living a different way of being and it's so much better than the way that we're currently operating in our societies. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and you've said that well. <clears throat> um, you know, we, we're like method actors. You know, like a method actor, they, um, you know, they have a part coming up in some, you know, uh, kind of period piece. And so they dress the part and they behave the part and they speak the part and they eat like that uh, period piece, even when they're off film, right? Because they're really trying to get into character. And then the, you know, they get on set and the um, director calls action 
and they're really in that they've really adopted the behaviors and the patterns and the speech uh, that that act that period piece is and they come across in that role um, you know really believable and uh, then the director calls cut and the actors in that role they can kind of come out of that and they can go oh high five you know like really great you did a great job there right you're you, like I was so believable and the the this process and we can talk a little bit about this but this is an evolutionary process of the soul and so what happens is that when we're young we our little mind uh the little eye of ego mind um believes that this body is solid and our externality is our reality and we let our externalities uh drive our actions and reactions to life depending on how we have programmed our subconscious mind so we can talk more about this process but um you know in reality what you see is merely a reflection of your beliefs if you can change your beliefs you change what you see and as you go through this process and you evolve and you know it doesn't happen overnight could take a year could take five years could take 10 years whatever it doesn't happen overnight but you come to understand that your reality is your soul your soul is your truth this is just a tool this is just this body is not solid this body we know in science today this body at a subatomic level is only energy there's more space in this body than than solidness but we perceive it to be our reality and we think it's our truth and we identify with all of these things that happen to us and we become victims or or we become aggressors, you know, whatever we're doing. And this is just uh, uh, the tool of the ego uh, to help our souls learn the lessons that it wants to learn while we're here on earth. And when you come outside of that and you enter into this truth, and I'm going to tell you that, you know, you, you can't get this perspective until you actually enter into it. And that's what this process is. This process is how to cleanse your consciousness so you can begin this process to transcend your ego. You come out of this and you come into our truth and you understand that we live in this duality. We, our souls are our reality and our souls are here to express unconditional love to everything and everyone in our environment. I mean, where we come from is unconditional love. Where we return to is unconditional love. We are not here to please God we are here to express God and this whole process um, enables you to get to this point where you understand this duality you then you identify with the reality of is your soul is your soul and this is just a tool this is just a mechanism for you to learn these lessons and your overall goal is to get to this point where you can no matter what anybody's saying to you or doing to you or what you're experiencing. And uh, you bring unconditional love to that moment, to that experience. And yes. even with when you're fearful or you're afraid of something and you feel that fear, I mean, your goal is to be this channel um, and not block that energy. You, you, you receive that fear, you feel that fear, and then you need to release it. And you need to release it by, um, you know, 
blessing it and, and bringing love to it. And then it'll go and it'll dissipate back into where it came from, into the nothingness from which it came. But it enabled you to have this experience. And, um, you know, I mean, so I'll add one more piece here just to give everybody overall context. And so, you know, if you come from unconditional love, if you can understand this, you come from unconditional love. And if that's all you ever experienced, you'd never be, we'd never know these other feelings of fear and victimhood and aggressive uh, behavior, debased action, all of these other things which are contrary to unconditional love. So when our source of our being wanted to experience itself, it needed to create this process um, to allow us to come here to this school we call Earth, to be able to feel this this multiplexity of of feelings of of joy and fun and abundance and laughter and humor and all of the other things that are contrary to it the hate the denigration the murder the victimhood all of those things and by having that experience of that what you do is your your soul is a fragment of divine consciousness um that is here uh, as part of this process to learn these lessons to feel these things but we are unified in the divine we are one and so all of this richness comes back to experience and and allow our creator if you will or a source of our being or god whatever you want to call it to have um a richer uh experience a richer feeling of experiencing itself and all of these things which are contrary to itself i mean it's it's like hear myself <laughs> think in my language you really are everything that you've said is just the stuff that i've been bleeding on about you know in, 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 my, in my things it's, it's exactly the same process that i've been through it's exactly the same philosophy the same learnings that that, that i've been through that i've come to know that i seek to, to to well perhaps not teach but to to share perhaps perhaps in a different way and it's it's so it, it, i guess you're right you know it's, we can talk about it but ultimately the best way to do this here is to experience it. And although I could sit and talk with you for hours about this process, I do want to, because of an interview to conduct here, <laughs> I do want to bring it back to that there. So I, we could just sit here and talk about this idea of unconditional love, what it means and all these different levels and how we are this great creator experiencing itself and what ultimately what we're here to do is provide an experience for this creator to understand what it's like not to be a creator and to you know enrich as you say that creator's beingness through this you know soul cellular evolution and including the, the the very kind of low um evolutionary state that we're currently at but i guess for people who are watching this and maybe who have not been through the same process that you have that i have they're probably going okay well this is great how do i get that how do i you know how do i get what you guys are because that sounds fantastic yeah and you know we could we could compare our experiences we could compare our you know astral travels our higher states of consciousness our you know, gifts that we've received in meditation you know that have helped us 
But again, people will probably go, well, that's okay for you two guys. How do I get that? I want to, you know, experience that. I want to, to, to maybe transform my life. So this is why that you've written this book. This is why that you've come up with this plan, this, this idea where you've married some spiritual terms with, with scientific terms and formed a book, which are going to take people through this process that you've been through. So um i guess what we need to do then is, is talk a bit about the book then and how you how you approach that where you got your information from and how you said okay i need to put this information into a way that you know maybe is a bit more palatable for for people um who want to understand the process that i've been through yeah yeah absolutely and you're right that's exactly what the book is written for is for people to um uh you know is for people to have the opportunity to um, learn this new knowledge and make a decision for themselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a very logical, well, at least I think it is, a very logical and rational and believable process. Uh, and so let's talk a little bit about that. And so I'll talk a little bit about, so I'm going to come from, this is all my experience, okay? <laughs> so <laughs> um, first thing I had to do was and so all of this is laid out in a higher road um and so uh first thing that i had to do was uh, get a new concept of consciousness so this part three of the book will take you through the process that i went through to develop this new understanding of consciousness and then it will get even further expanded in part four and part five Uh, but part three of the book takes you through this process where um, I'll give you a couple of highlights. So I used to think that everything that I thought was in my brain was something that I had learned, experienced, been exposed to over my lifetime. And the so the first thing I had to do was understand that, um, you know, what I think is really just a belief. Uh, and so I used to think that it was in my brain. And then I, I read some scientific books and stuff that got me to understand that consciousness is not only in my brain, it's in my entire body, and indeed it's all around us. Mm-hmm. And I now see my consciousness or, or my thinking as a, a stream of uh, uh, thoughts that go by my awareness. I pick a thought out of that stream. We all do this. We pick a thought out. We do this in a nanosecond. If it is a thought, and uh, that is consistent with the patterns of thinking and feeling that we have programmed in our subconscious mind, then we keep it. If it's something that's contrary to that, we just throw it back in the stream and away it goes. And, um, And so the first thing I had to do was understand that, because all these spiritual teachers talk about this, change your beliefs, change your life. But the problem is, how do you do that? Well, the first thing you need to do, or first thing I needed to do, was understand that everything I believe to be right or wrong, good or bad, true or false, is really just a belief. Everything is just a belief. Even the truths that you're going to learn is just a belief. But when you actually go through this process and then you experience it, you get the inflow of uh, spiritual energy, so I call it the divine, get the inflow of the divine that supports you and inspires you, you will know that what you now know is true. And so um, first thing I'd do is do that. So I um, share some other authors that help you go through this process. The second thing I had to learn was that 
what you think affects your biology. So you, through your thinking, uh, affect the expression of a cell, and the expression of a cell is the work that it does, and you either promote the well-being of those cells or are contrary to it. Then I learned some stuff with neuroplasticity and how we can, through uh, processes, change how the neuropathways in our brain, like how things move through the brain. This is all in a, at a high level and concepts that you'll all understand. Um, pathway through your brain, and you can grow new brain cells. That's an important piece, that you can grow new brain cells. The, they used to think prior to the 1960s that the brain you know, grew to a certain size and then it atrophied over time. And that's not true. Um, you can grow new brain cells. And um, and then I, uh, so this is all expanding now my concept of consciousness and getting to this point of opening me up to be able to accept these truths that, I'm, that I share in part four of the book. So <clears throat> the next thing that I learned was, uh, and it was through reading another author and her near-death experience. And uh, there's an author that uh, suffered from a, an aggressive form of cancer over a four-year period. She went from a normal, she was in her 40s. She went from a normal body weight down to 75 to 90 pounds. She couldn't lift her head on her own. She was on oxygen 24 hours a day. And she had, um, her body was riddled with tumors from her waist to her head, some the size of lemons. And she had these open cuts and weeping lesions on her skin. She fell into a coma. Uh, they rushed her to the hospital. The admitting physicians told her husband and family she wasn't going to make it through the night. She woke up 24 hours later, declared she was going to be okay. And within two weeks, they couldn't find a trace of cancer in her body. Wow. And so they don't know why or how that happened, but it's all medically documented. So being an engineer, I like things that you know you can observe, calculate, you know, <laughs> that you can prove with math, you know, those kinds of things. And I like things that are documented. So uh, these are all things that, you know, kind of uh, was laying this foundation for me to open me up, understand, uh, you know, a new concept of consciousness. So she came back with some specific messages and, and many, but a, couple, a few of them were, we come from unconditional love, we return to unconditional love, we're not judged after death. That gave me permission to sit down and craft that suicide note because I, I believed that then. Uh, and that she felt like she was becoming a part of everything in the universe. So she felt that her description is that everything um, everything has consciousness within it. Uh, you know, be it a tree or a rock or a plant. She felt like everything had consciousness in it. And um, so that opened me up and then i got this blueprint document and i call it that because i don't want to share exactly what it is and i'm being vague about that because what i want the reader to do is go through this process i went through that opens them up so that they will accept this information this information um, is marketed and positioned in such a way that you know, a year prior to that, I would have run from it. I, I wouldn't yes. even considered reading it. And um, you need to come to this information in a really open state. And you need to be curious and like a little child, full of wonder, full of joy, full of curiosity. And if you can do that, and you can 
understand and read this material and keep any negative thoughts, any doubts in abeyance through positive affirmations, however you want to do it. But don't dwell on the things that, uh, you know, immediately your ego wants to reject. And I think we need to talk a little bit about the ego too, yeah. just so everybody has a concept here. But um, uh, these truths, what they do is they bridge this gap between spirituality and science. And they do it in such a logical and rational and believable way that for, I think, a lot of people, for me in particular, it just made so much sense. So it enabled me to follow this process to cleanse my consciousness, to rebuild my consciousness, and to um, learn this meditation, which enabled me to enter into this state of silence and stillness in my mind, like stop all my thoughts, and to um, build new brain cells uh, underneath the skull at the top of the head, uh, impressed with new knowledge that you learn. So, you know, about seven month mark, um, you know, I felt this little tingling at the top of my head and I didn't know what it was. It was about the size of a dime and it felt kind of weird, but I'd never experienced that before, but I just kept on with the process. And yeah. over time that grew. So probably at the nine month mark, it might've been four inches in diameter. Um, and then the spiritual energy would flow into that. And I realized that what was happening was I was uh, building uh, new brain cells impressed with new knowledge that operated at a higher vibrational frequency. Okay. Our human consciousness is at such a low vibrational frequency and the source of our being is so spiritually refined and, and at such a high vibrational frequency that it can't enter into us and make itself known to us until we start to raise our vibrational level of our human consciousness. And um, our source emits unconditional love unstintingly to everything in creation. But until you you start to build these new brain cells impressed with new knowledge and you 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 go through this process, however you get to this process, until <laughs> you go through this process, it can't make itself known to you. So as I went through this process, you know, about the nine month mark, I feel the spiritual energy coming in and I realize, oh, I'm building these new brain cells impressed with new knowledge. They're operating at a higher frequency and it's enabling me to make this connection back with source. And then today you could put a bowl over my head that's below my ears and that's how big that opening is. And I have constant and mutual reciprocal communication with the source of our being. I get inspiration, I get direction, I get um, instructions about what I should be doing or what I could be doing to further me along this process. And, uh, and nothing happens overnight. Everybody's got to know. Not, there's no instant gratification here. There's no fast food. <laughs> it takes time, energy, and effort to do this. But I tell you, it is so worth it. It is so amazing and when you get to this state where you know you and i are currently at it's like you just you view the world so differently and you just want to help everybody you know kind of get to this state if they're willing to listen if they're not interested then just hold your peace you know it's not yeah. your place to push your beliefs onto other people if they're curious then absolutely share anyway so um you go through this process of this of uh, these seven steps of this, you know, opening your consciousness, you're going to uh, initially start with this, um, 
and you'll be instructed how to do this, but you're going to write yourself a letter and you're going to really be honest with yourself and you're going to be truthful with yourself. This letter is not to please a God. It's not to show to your spouse or family or friends. It's only for you and it's for your growth and your development and your purpose. And so you need to be really honest. And when you write this letter, you're going to ask yourself some questions. One of them is going to be, you know, are you really happy with life or would you rather be done with it? And you've got to, like, you're not fooling anybody. <laughs> this is where you just write down really how you are. And what you're going to do is you write this letter with the instructions given and uh, you'll seal it away. And you and if you follow these seven steps, you'll put it away for a year. Um, and then what that does is that provides you a starting point, a marker of where you were at, because your consciousness is going to totally be evolved and transformed over that year if you follow these steps. And, um, and then you're going to go through this process where you, you need to cleanse your consciousness. And there's a very specific list you're going to start with, but you need to cleanse your consciousness of all things that we have programmed and adopted these patterns of behavior and thinking, which is contrary to unconditional love. You know, any judgmental thoughts you have, critical, you know, criticism, judgmentalism, uh, denigration, slander, um, devil and devious dealings, uh, lying, falsehoods. You know, there's a list of things that you are going to begin this process to cleansing your consciousness. And then as part of this process, you're going to rebuild your consciousness with, I'll call them golden aspirations of divine, of the divine. And these are things that you are going to learn and you're going to understand and you may not get them all right to begin with, but that's okay. It's this process of this ever evolving knowledge and those will maybe evolve for you over time and you just continue to rebuild your consciousness so your consciousness is congruent with where we come from. And um, then you're going to learn this meditation uh, that's going to enable you to go into the silence and stillness of your mind and make this connection back to source. And, um, and then you're going to do a rinse and repeat on some of these things. And as you go through this process, it's very logical, it's very rational, and this, these um, concepts in science that bridge over to spirituality um, are so believable and understandable as you go through this process what you do is you're building your faith you're building your understanding you're building your new knowledge and at the same time you're impressing these new brain cells with uh, new uh, new information and then you make this connection with the divine and when that happens i can tell you your life changes like totally changes and as you evolve through this like for me that was 2018 when i had these two meditations like that um, so what it, we're in 2022 now, so it's four years, right? And um, and I can tell you, it's just, I couldn't imagine this, you know, like five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years, this was something that was just so off the radar for me. But it is so beautiful. And um, I'd love everybody to be here. Yeah. I, on, I, on this journey. I, yeah. And it's, it's just exciting listening to you because I've been through, you know, a similar process and it just gets you excited all over again to hear someone else share their journey. It's such a beautiful, <clears throat> beautiful, beautiful thing to experience. And everyone really does, you know, no matter, I think a lot of people go, well, there's nothing wrong with my life. I'm fine. You know, I don't need anything. But th this process shows you how 
ordinary and drab and dull and I don't mean that in a negative way but it, as I said it just goes to show you how you were living your life in monochrome where this process shows you that <clears throat> there's color that can be brought and I think it brings up a lot of things that you didn't realize you know that your your life was lacking um that you were completely you know enamored by and happy with things that really are transient that are really pointless or are kind of meaningless you know the physical aspect of our life are you know the things that we i talk about this until i'm blue in the face but you know or anything that we're attached to our houses our vehicles our property our money or our jewelry whatever else you know all those type of things that we think bring us happiness and we you know that we become attached to we begin to realize how transient those things are in comparison to this because it's truth it's love and once you have that truth and love then it, it, it just brings this entire state of consciousness and awareness to your being that you cannot help but want more and more of it and to have that experience fill your life every day and when you go through intense meditations and experiences like you have they're, they're mind altering they are soul altering they are experiences that you will keep with you your entire life and it, it's kind of like breadcrumbs i guess where you know these kind of breadcrumbs are being put down for you to keep you hungry to keep you wanting more so that you keep on growing and keep on along this process um so it, it really is amazing and there was quite a lot that you had said there that, that i was just kind of going i'd love to you know stop right there and kind of cut off and, and and talk about this and talk about that but i think the one thing that stands out for me is that when you were talking about this marriage of scientific and spiritual and that's kind of sort of where i am at now not quite a, as in really exploring science but trying to find this kind of rather than just this oh it's just spiritual it's spirit uh, it's a spiritual world then terms just don't quite resonate with me and i think that for me it, it, it's it's kind of like um not quite scientific or not quite spiritual but metaphysics that's what i'm kind of interested in the metaphysical properties of our universe and our evolution you know and how these things um what these things actually mean for example you're talking about this opening in the back of your head and had grew larger and the first thing that came to me well this is what people talk about when they're talking about upgrades but they don't actually elaborate on what an upgrade is well what is an upgrade you're just coming out with this term upgrades what does it mean whereas what you're explaining is is a process you're explaining how it happens where it happens the length of time that it kind of takes and how it you know kind of manifests and stuff and that's what i find you know a lot more interesting than just somebody saying oh you're well we're going to get an upgrade or you're going to experience an upgrade or things so that that's my kind of area of interest this kind of metaphysics when it kind of marries this you know our, our current understanding or perhaps more than our current understanding of physics with these kind of spiritual terms so i i i, I really connect and really understand that there aspect of it and you know kind of a point now right <clears throat> i don't even like using the term kind of spirit you know where people just call it spirit but like what does that mean you know was what you know hi what, what do you mean by spirit oh you mean these kind of um higher dimensional higher vibrational 
frequencies and I guess one of the things that actually just comes to mind to me and you'll obviously be very aware of this here it's it's not that they're spurts as in they're, they're just this woo it's it's because um we only see on a very very small fraction of the visible spectrum of light that we we think that these things are you know spirits or they're, they're they're kind of these things that, that are in this kind of furry word it's it's just that they're a, a spectrum and a frequency of light that we cannot perceive with our human senses so i just thought I, i'd kind of throw that in there to, to see what you yeah no i um i suspect that is true that they they are definitely at that like i um So when, so let's talk about meditation for a minute. I'd like to come around to the ego and let's talk a little bit about some of the science stuff just to, to give everybody a little bit more flavor and a little more context. Um, so, uh, my meditation, so you can start with whatever you want, you know, 10 minutes a day, if you're not used to meditating, whatever you want, build up to whatever you want. I don't want to scare anybody away here, but you know, I meditate without fail every morning between 90 minutes and two hours and it is the most beautiful and wonderful and uh, amazing experience and not every meditation is really successful because as you go through it's successful it's just whether you're you are at a state where you can actually feel the inflow of things so um you know, as you go through this process, this spiritual awakening process, uh, you know, everything in life has a rhythm. You know, there, there's the fall, there's the winter, there's the spring, the summer. Yeah. And it's the same with your spiritual development. You are going to experience this blossoming and this newness of energy and newness of life and um, these spiritual moments. And it's going to, you know, it's going to harvest, you're going to, uh, you know, it's going to blossom in the summer and then harvest in the fall. And then it's going to have this slowly dying away to winter in this rest period of winter. Your spiritual progression is going to be the same thing. You're going to, you're going to go through this spiritual spring of this new awakening and it's going to be uh, better than, you know, what you experienced before. And it's going to go to this blossoming and this harvest and then it's slowly dying away. And that dying away, it doesn't mean you can't feel the connection with the divine anymore. You can't, you feel like you're not feeling anything or making any progression. But what you need to do is keep your faith and keep going with the process. Because what it is, is that your vibrational frequency has dropped to this low ebb. And uh, our source of our being is still emitting uh, all of this unconditional love and learnings to you. You just can't feel it. But you're still transforming. Your consciousness is still transforming and you're just not aware of it. And then what will happen is, and that might be a day, a week, a month, three or four months. I don't know. You know, it's going to depend on the person and where you're at. And then all of a sudden you'll come into this spiritual spring again and it'll be better than what you've ever experienced in the past. And so you have to know that everything in life has a rhythm. The tides have a rhythm. The you know yeah. day and night have there's rhythm. There's a rhythm to everything in life, and it's the same with your spiritual growth. And um, you know this. Let's talk about the evolutionary process of the soul for a moment. So, you know, you are incarnated uh, here in the school we call Earth. 
um, in varying genders, in uh, varying mm-hmm. places of origin, varying colors of skin, uh, different religions, sometimes not religious at all, sometimes wealthy, sometimes poor, sometimes highly educated, sometimes not educated at all. All of these things are to give your soul the opportunity to have all these varied experiences and learn lessons that it wants to learn. And um, at some point, uh, your soul will be able to prompt and wake up and understand what it's doing to itself. We have the creative power of the source of our being to a very limited, 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 minuscule um, extent. What you think, you think with electrical impulses in the brain, you feel with magnetic impulses in the nervous system. The electrical impulses in the brain is a consciousness plan. The magnetic impulses in your nervous system being a loving uh, feeling or a hateful feeling or anything in between magnetizes this consciousness plan into blueprint of a future event or experience you will uh, eventually magnetize strong enough through repeated thinking and feeling to experience that same thing um, a rebound form come to you to experience the, a like event or experience into your future and we create thousands of these every day and we're drawing these things and manifesting these things into our into our experience an accident uh, a winning of a lottery uh, uh, you know a new friend uh, whatever it is um, a bad situation at work you know <laughs> whatever it is an illness we're doing this moment by moment and we can never link because we don't want to understand these mechanics of the universe but we never link the uh, the thinking and the feeling we, that we've had that's created this blueprint that manifests this, you know, a year, five years, 10 years, 50 yeah. years in the future into your life. And when you actually gain this new knowledge to understand these processes in a very ro- logical, rational way with things that we know in science today, and you will know them from a conceptual level, you don't have to be a scientist, you'll know them from a conceptual level, um, you can then understand about how all of these things come into your life and you can make a conscious decision to actually change your life or carry on with what you're doing and if you want to change your life this is the process to go about doing it and um and so in my book i describe how i unknowingly unwittingly and ignorantly uh in 2011 2011 manifested a $60,000 Lexus hardtop convertible into my life. I thought, oh, I'm just lucky. You know, $100 lottery ticket, I got this um, I got this car. But I did something every day for a year, not even knowing that this was part of a lottery that I was going to purchase. But I did something every day for a year that manifested that manifested this blueprint reinforced it magnetized it and then drew this lexus to me in this unknowing and surprising way and later in my book what i do is i describe the actual mechanics and mechanisms of the universe that i put into motion and um and reinforced through my thinking and my feeling that i did every day that manifested this car so it's a real life experience uh mm-hmm understandable experience of how we do this 
But we do this with everything. We do it with things that we like and things we merely endure and things that we hate. Everything that comes into your life is the full accountability conversation here. Everything that comes into your life, you have created. And when you understand these, these mechanics of the universe and how all of this happens, you can then make this conscious decision to actually undo this and get yourself congruent with the source of our being, which is the overall evolutionary process of the soul. So it's only through lessons of suffering will the journeying soul gain self-knowledge to retain individuality after discarding the ego. So your eventual process here is to, in whichever lifetime it is, is your soul to wake up, to begin this process of cleansing itself and rebuilding itself to be congruent with the, with the source of our being, be it takes one lifetime or 20 lifetimes, I have no idea. And, um, and eventually when you have fully transcended your ego in whichever lifetime that is, this body's ephemeral, it returns to dust, but your soul steps into the light and it will not need to be reincarnated here again. And this is your eventual purpose, is to come back to be reunified with the divine and to uh, retain your individuality. You are a unique expression of unconditional love. And through this process of evolution, your soul is shaping and honing and hewing its personality to be this unique expression of unconditional love that it brings back to the richness of the divine. And so how do we do this? Well, we do it because this process is this, is that the ego is a tool in um, created. So before the, there was, so you're going to learn what was before the Big Bang, uh, the impetus for the Big Bang, what happened at the time of the Big Bang, and how this material universe came into form. And then you're going to understand that these tools of electromagnetism are primary impulses, which are locked in an embrace in equilibrium uh, before the Big Bang, and they have been torn apart, and they we see them as electromagnetism in this manifested form. And um, and so the ego is this tool to create this individuality out of the wholeness and the unity of the divine. Your soul is infused in the process of conception, and the little eye mind of ego is created at the same time. The little eye mind of ego can only use the tools of manifested form in this material world of electromagnetism. So as it develops, as you develop from babyhood, excuse me, <clears throat> as you develop from babyhood to, you know, age five, you're this little sponge that's just absorbing everything into your environment. You know, you're, your, the culture you've been born into, the family you've been born into, their feelings, their emotions, their thinking, their speech patterns. And at age five, the brain develops where it can start to make decisions on its own. And um, then you start to go, you go to school and you learn all these other things, you have all these other experiences. As we grow from babyhood to adulthood, we think we're becoming versed in the ways of the world. But really what we're doing is we're shutting our soul off from the light. We're binding it down with our uh, patterns of thinking and feeling uh, that the egoic mind has developed and taken on. 
And, uh, and then we start to create all of these events and experiences that come into our life through our thinking and our feeling. And at some point you wake up, your soul wakes up, understands that this is what's going on, and then begins this process to cleanse itself and to, to, to your goal is to enable your soul to gain mastery of your life, to express unconditional love to everyone and everything in your environment. And to bring that love and that healing to every event and every experience. And when yes. we do that, and when we do that, eventually as, you know, life is an inward journey. It's got nothing, you know, all the peace, the security, the love, the joy, the abundance and the prosperity that you are seeking, it's all inside of you. And you have to uh, go through this process of this inner journey and this connection back with the divine you need to understand this process. And if you understand these mechanisms and gain this new knowledge, um, you can unlock this and you can get go in through this process that brings this connection back to the divine. And the more of us that do this, we will eventually bring this world into this new era of love and peace, which is the intended outcome of this whole awakening process. Yeah, absolutely right. It's... <clears throat> beautifully said and beautifully expressed um it, it, for me it's it's almost like you're undoing a lifetime of brainwashing you know it's where we're kind of undoing everything that we've been told and everything that we've thing because i think also as well <clears throat> when we are that age you know we, we're very connected as you say still to the divine and through our ignorance and through our peers ignorance our societal ignorance about this stuff we're told to you know, behave and act in certain ways. We're told to grow up. We're told to stop playing imaginary friends. We're told there's nobody there. This is the real world that's in front of you. And of course, knowing no better, we accept that as truth. And so we go through a lifetime. Some of us are probably a lot luckier than perhaps me and you that they, they wake up a lot sooner. But it's, it can be hard because you're trying to undo almost a lifetime of brainwashing and conditioning through people who have been through the same system um, as you and, and, and know no better. And it can lead to this kind of cognitive dissonance, especially as I think one of the points you were making at earlier, if you jump in too fast, if you were to reveal everything that you kind of know now straight away to someone, they would reject it because it's too much information to handle at once. They would face cognitive dissonance because it's a threat to the status quo that they have come to understand and this is why it's important that someone takes a book like yours and, and reads it as Neil says from cover to cover this is a step-by-step -step process you don't come into this process straight away straight awakening it would be too much it'd be too much overwhelming and so you begin to to allow yourself to to undo that conditioning piece by piece and as Neil says to cleanse your consciousness to remove that ego which keeps you in check and for a lot of us as you turn around and say that one of the greatest ways and potentially the, the greatest way to do this unfortunately is by what we would call trauma because unfortunately that is generally the one of the greatest the only way that's going to make you stop in your tracks and generally go inside yourself and, and look and you know do that work that's needed um, upon yourself 
because unfortunately there's really not much else that's really going to completely stop you from that that's been my own experience i think that's been yours too it's when you get those really great traumatic events that force you inwards and then allows your ego to 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 not run your life and allows that connection to develop as you said quite rightly then that's when the healing process begins that's when the awakening process begins for me there is no difference there there healing is, is probably the fundamental part of our journey once you begin to awaken in this process then cleansing our consciousness is a healing yeah absolutely absolutely and um and just so everybody knows you don't have to be in a deep dark state to do this it's just yeah. that um you know if you're in a state if you're open and curious and you know like for for a lot of people or for me anyway and per, and you as well i guess um you know it's questioning life like why are we here what's our purpose but really you know i was in this deep dark despondent place and it's like what's the point i don't want to carry on anymore um you don't necessarily have to be there because it's going to depend on your evolutionary journey yourself but um you know it's an opportunity when you are in that kind of a state uh you know this is when i think it's great to be able to give people uh, a process give people hope give people um, thoughts and ideas but they still have to accept them themselves they have to be open yeah. to it and so um, you know there's lots of people that have pretty you know they seem to have pretty happy lives <laughs> and i'm going to say that because you can never really judge the inner reality yeah. of another person right yeah um so uh you know you don't have to be in that negative state but you know uh that doesn't mean anybody can awaken it's it really just depends whether they're accepting and whether they're willing to do this uh inner exploration yeah just just a quote please nobody listening to this don't go out and seek some sort of negative or traumatic experience in order to help you <laughs> yeah That's yeah no no don't do that <laughs> yeah you don't have to you don't have to do you don't have to do that being in that state is you know um it really does force you to, to kind of look inside but you don't you don't need that you know condition or state in your life you know it just it just happens sometimes like that yeah no i mean yeah exactly it's just it's just yours and my journey that's just yeah. the state that we got into to make that happen and and that's okay um, you know, unfortunately, some people get in that state and they end up committing suicide, you know, because um, yeah. they haven't. It's very tragic. Sorry to cut you off, but it's so, so tragic to hear that because, <clears throat> like yourself, I've been some very, very dark places and, you know, them thoughts have run through my head where I've thought, you know, I, 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 it'd be better if I, you know, just remove myself from this world. And thankfully, it didn't happen because that's where I found something in my life that just changed my whole outlook in life i found this material and it just for me it made sense my entire life you know began to, to make sense then but um when you've been through this process when you're at the stage in your journey where you are now and where i am now and you hear about people who commit suicide and take their own lives you feel so much despair because you know that if only that person you know, encountered something like I encountered. If only that person had been put into my path or someone else's path who could show them that there is a way, there is a way out of this. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, absolutely. There is a way out of it. Absolutely. But, you know, again, um, everything happens, you know, there's no, it's not right or wrong, good or bad, true or false. It's just, it, it happens for a reason. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, anyway, so, uh, I think that's, uh, you know, kind of the book actually, you know, it gives you these tools and, uh, gives you an opportunity to, uh, totally transform your life if you're open to it right that's yeah, that's sounds, the, re- that's the reason i wrote the book what i wanted to um ask you about was when you were writing the book did it did it flow did you you know what was the process for writing it how difficult did you find writing it you know did you really have to sit down and think how am i going to marry this you know technique that i've learned to make it more palatable for you know, a kind of more um, audience so that they would have a, a, an easier maybe time of it than I did? Or did you find it flowed? Did you find that you were inspired to write it? You know, obviously we, we, we talk about authors and people think that they've been inspired. I just had this wonderful idea. And for me, it's not that potentially you've had this one. Well, it is and it isn't, but kind of knowing because I do a lot of writing myself and I do some sort of channeling. And I know when I'm being inspired, right? I know when ideas are being put into my into my mind. Yeah, so a little bit about this evolutionary process for me. I, I started out with one concept, an idea, and I crafted it out. And over time that evolved and I got inspiration about, no, do it this way, do it that way. And, um, and you know, it was this evolutionary process that it took me a year to put it together and um and then go through a three-month process to get it published so uh putting it together like with editing and stuff right but um and then this whole publishing aspect is is another thing altogether it's like a whole other thing to learn (laughs) so you know just getting the cover you know what do you want on the cover what font do you want what color do you want you know like there's a whole process there how do you want it laid out what kind of font do you want in the book you know like that kind of thing uh, anyway, it's, it's it's like building a house and understanding that, um, you know, there's if you've ever built a house, you'll understand and you're really into building that house. You'll understand all the things that that need to be decided. Like, you know, you need to understand where do I want to put electrical outlets? How high off the floor do I want to stick them? How big is my baseboard? How thick is my baseboard? What kind of door handles am I going to put on? What kind of doors am I going to buy? What kind of kitchen cabinet handles am I going to stick on? What kind of counter am I going to get? You know, like there's just thousands of decisions that you yeah. make when you're building a house, right? So it's the same thing. It's like, um, you know, that whole process of, oh, yeah, I got the book written and it's edited now, but that whole thing of afterwards, wow, there's a lot that has to happen. So. <laughs> Interesting. One of the questions that came to mind there when I was listening to you was um there was something that you, you touched on earlier we were just felt that you know there was nothing worth living in your life that um that things had just gotten so bad and i understand that that was because of the circumstances um for me in my kind of journey you know I, i'm wondering is this the same sort of thing or can you relate to this i found the world about me drab and boring and dull and gray I've, I've talked about this, you know, in just other things, but for me, I kind of like it was, it was, when I found out magic wasn't real, you know, that was a big blow to me. And I thought, oh my God, there's really nothing in this world. Is this, is this it? Is this all there is? 
um, kind of akin to finding out that Santa Claus isn't real, you know, that innocence is lost. And I found that then the word then that lay above about me was drab and boring. And only when I went through this process, I began to realize that that's what was missing in my life. And this is what my, I, why my soul was calling to me. Yeah, because I, I started, you know, trying to dull that pain with alcohol and drugs and stuff like that because I just felt that, that this life was boring. There was nothing in it. It was because my soul was, was kind of calling to me and just kind of wondering if it was, maybe when you look back at your life, do you potentially think that that could have been maybe why you allowed yourself or one of the reasons why you just spiraled into that depression because you were looking for something more than what it was at the time? Oh, you know, like, so I look back now and I go that all of this is just, this was all, you know, everybody has free will. So you can make any decision you want in whatever direction you are going to go. So don't think that life is, um, you know, kind of don't be fatalistic about life or anything, but I'm going to talk about it in a way which don't misinterpret what I'm saying. That's why I'm trying to say, <laughs> don't think that you're, you're totally you know, it's all preordained about what you're doing, yeah. but yeah. you know, you come in with a life, you come in with a lesson plan, your soul comes in with a lesson plan and you make decisions with your free will that enables you to follow that lesson plan. But the timing of that is going to be, um, maybe different or, you know, I, I can't speak to the, to the nuances of it, but all of this is divinely ordained. My life, like I look back now and all of the things that happened to me that I had regrets about or wish it didn't happen to me or boy, if I had only made a different decision now, I now look back and I go, all of those things were a, really a blessing. You know, it's a good that I decided that because they got me to this point where I said, what's the point of life? You know, there's there's got to be something more to this. And if there isn't, then I don't need to be here. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and so, so for me, that's the, you know, that's the thing that got me. And then the science books and this other, it was all kind of laying this foundation for me to give me a concept and understanding of consciousness to enable me to open me up to see these new truths that I um, share with people. And so that's the process in my book. I take people through the process I went through in the hopes that that same process can help them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think um, just for me, looking back at my own life and um, just kind of like clues along the way, look at the things that maybe I was interested in or some of the experiences that I had and I think as you're right that it all ultimately led up to this point where where I am now it's just you didn't understand at the time you just weren't ready for it at the time it just wasn't quite right for you but you're you think you're you're absolutely right we came into this world with a life plan that we things that we want to achieve that things that we want to to learn and grow from and um ultimately I don't quite know if everyone achieves those goals um because we have for, agree to forget um but we we i think we do receive triggers along the way um that help us you know to wake up and and understand what it is that we've come here for but it, it is just kind of fascinating looking back along your kind of life path and seeing that all your experiences have kind of led up to now i think that a lot of people will don't quite understand that and this is what we're trying to 
um, educate people. If you like that, you can't want to go back and you can't change any aspect of your life because everything that's happening to you is is for your highest good and is trying to help you achieve this awakening that we're talking about now. It's just that it's so much misunderstood a lot of the things in our life. Well, you know, and I and and I agree with everything you just said, and I'm going to say it in a slightly different way, but it's mm-hmm. going to be the same thing. Is that you know, it's because we identify with <laughs> our, you know, what we see, we think is our reality. You know, what we feel, we think is our reality, um, and we let externalities drive our experiences and reactions and events in life. And that's because we have gone through this program, through this process of programming our subconscious mind. So this body's like a rented vehicle. Your soul's in there and your ego is in there. And it's like a self-driving car that your ego has programmed the self-driving car. Now your ego can still have conscious control. Oh, I'm going to take this corner. I'm, you know, oh, and then, but on a lot of times it's autopilot of all this pre-programming and this pre-programming is your belief system your thinking patterns and then they're associated with these emotions and so your ego is in control and you're you've bound down your soul with these bondages and these change and handcuffs and whatever you want to you know think of and they're in the passenger seat that your soul your soul's in the passenger seat your goal is to go through this process to to uh, unbind and release your soul so that it can take over control of the driver's seat and also reprogram your subconscious programming or what you what your ego is programmed into the self-driving car. Your goal in the end is to let your soul gain mastery of that driver's seat of your life and become this expression of unconditional love. And until we go through this process, we don't get there. So that's why... You know, I had said earlier that it's, you know, you in a past lifetime might have had, you know, there's probably things that I have done that I would in past lives that I would consider totally reprehensible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But all of those things were events and experiences to get me to this point where I am today in this lifetime. And so I judge nothing. I don't judge what anybody does. When I see somebody today, I see their soul is equal to my soul. Their soul is unconditional love. Anything Mm -hmm. that they're doing is merely um, that their ego is in control and their ego is doing all of these things to help them learn the lessons that they need to learn, that they want to learn in this lifetime. So what I try and do is bring unconditional love to that. Am I always successful with that? No. Does my ego jump in sometimes and take control of my responses in life? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a work in progress. It's happening. But, you know, our goal is to get to this point where yes. our soul has complete mastery of our life and we're not letting our ego take control. And then we then our ego is this divinely ordained tool to keep us protected, to ensure that we run away from the lion or step away from the moving bus, to, you know, uh, bring us uh, food and you know when you get to this point you will be able to manifest anything into your world that you want but everything that you want to manifest will come from this spiritually enlightened center and you'll only be asking for things that are good for your family your community Mm -hmm. your country the world 
you won't be doing anything from a selfish, greedy, narcissistic, personal perspective. Beautiful, beautifully said. Really, really nice. So then what, what uh, just to wrap up this interview then, so what do you think maybe the future holds for you? Have you any more kind of plans? You know, are you going to maybe take the book in a different format? Have you any more plans to do any future books? You know, obviously you're on this path of wanting to share, wanting to inspire, wanting people to wake up. Is there, is there anything else beyond this book or maybe a different kind of sidetrack or whatever that you maybe have in mind? Um, so, uh, you know, at some point I'll do an audio book of this book. <laughs> so that'll be a different format of this book. But, um, you know, I, I feel that the inspiration for another book, which will be like, this is an introductory book. So I would almost say this is an introductory book to get people to lead them and to get them to the path of this awakening. But now that I've progressed for four years, I would say that there's another book that's going to be more, um, if I can use this word, rich with uh, my experiences and my new understandings at this new and deeper knowledge to try and uh, help those people that are you know, already on this path of awakening, but maybe inadvertently misled by some spiritual teachers. And the reason I'm saying that is because, um, you know, uh, pure, like, uh, if you pour pure, pristine water into porridge and mix it with the porridge, it takes on the consistency of the porridge. Mm -hmm. It's no longer pure and pristine. Spiritual energy, when it flows into a human mind, takes on the consistency and um, the... Uh, concepts of human consciousness and so it gets mixed and it gets can get contaminated and so that peep things that people teach might not be um, totally um, congruent with the spiritual energy that came into them and the lessons that and the the um, information that I'm sharing with people did not come from me this information was put through a spiritually receptive mind that had been systematically cleansed over a 40-year period so that it was as least contaminated, and I'm going to say not contaminated at all, but at least um, it came in as pure as it could for mm. people to read and understand. But I can tell you that, you know, this information, when you read a paragraph or a page, I read a, you know, a page or a paragraph when I first started this, I had one idea of it. Every year that same paragraph or every few months that same paragraph or page I would read, I have an entirely new concept of what I was reading. The spiritual words of enlightenment can never be fully comprehended or immediately understood by the human mind. And it takes this evolving process and then as you evolve through this process and you get more inspiration and, and um, deeper understanding this whole con these whole concepts just um, take on new meaning and this new depth of understanding so i think a future book will be sharing some of this further insights that i've had okay lovely so obviously then where can people find you and find this book then if they if they want to to reach you if they want to follow you if they want to read the book yeah absolutely so 
Um, so we'll go over the book. So the book is called A Higher Road, Cleanse Your Consciousness to Transcend the Ego and Ascend Spiritually, A Seven-Step Process to Inner Peace, Joy, Love, Abundance, and Prosperity. It's by D. Neil Elliott. The website is dneilelliot.com. An easy way to get there is ahigherroad.com. All my social media links are on there, but you know, to be honest, I have not been doing a lot of social media stuff. Um, <clears throat> and the book is available globally wherever books are sold, uh, in print or your favorite ebook form, Kindle, Apple, Nook, Kobo. Uh, you can get it via Amazon if you have Amazon in your country in uh, print or you know immediately through Kindle. And um, if you buy my book and you read it. Uh, please give me an Amazon review. It's the only way that uh, authors stay alive these days. Is uh, you know this has become kind of the bible of uh, you know kind of authorship. Unless you're a New York Times bestselling author, right? <laughs> and you also have a supplement as well, isn't that correct? Available, but you only recommend reading that supplement after you've read the, the book. Yes. Yeah, so. Um, uh, I recommend you read A Higher Road from cover to cover, understand the process in its entirety, and then go back with step one, or go back with some of the science material or start directly with step one. When you get to step two, I explain how you get access to this blueprint material that I used. And I've assembled it all into a uh, PDF and reformatted it so it's easier to read. Um, but I've put it all into this, so I... I um, provide that for free to people when they're when they get to that step they follow that process fantastic well i've really really enjoyed having you on really um, found someone that um speaks my language is, is in the same process that i am is still evolving what i am um so really interesting talking to you and I, we could really talk for hours um about some of these topics and it's just been so nice just this back and flow of of just kind of developing these deeper layers of information and understandings. Normally I ask people for to leave with a kind of inspirational message, but I'd hope that perhaps you leave us with that beautiful little statement that you received in meditation, if you know it off your off the top of your head. If not, I have it here. And I can read Oh, it why up. don't you tell me which one it, I've got lots, so which one's love. that? It starts with Pardon love. me? Love is love. Oh, yeah, the, the, oh, the, oh, yes. Um, uh, love is, yes. So love is soft, gentle, kind. It embraces and folds and shrines. It is patient, understanding, sublime. Love is all these things. Let it shine. Did I get that right? You absolutely got it. Fantastic. <laughs> because the reason I wrote it down is because there's no way I'm going to remember some of the things that I've got. So, very well done. Congratulations. Beautiful statement. Beautiful statement. It really does. It deserves more attention. And um, I'm really glad that you shared it on, on this broadcast. Neil, thank you so, so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. It has been so interesting. And just listening to someone who's along the same path as me is just so inspirational and it just gets my excitement all over again. I really do hope people will buy this book. Um, to touch one is to touch all, but everyone just needs to be in this process. You know, as we've talked about in this year, you honestly do not know what you're missing in your life until you've awakened and awakened to the power of love. So please, people, do buy this book. 
Yeah, well, thank you, and it's and it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. I'm I'm glad we've uh, we've had this conversation, yeah. and I'm also glad our consciousness fabrics are now intertwined. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll be connected when we leave this world. <laughs> I'll see you along the path somewhere. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thanks very much. Bye. Th thank you. Bye.